Nico is an American singer-songwriter based out of Los Angeles, California. They've released synth-pop, new wave, post-punk, and hip-hop projects with Disney, Amazon, and more. Back in August, Nico dropped their collaborative EP with The White Electric. The six-track Crush boasted early singles like the online dating anthem 9x16 and the late-night slow jam Go To Bed. Today, Nico's back with their new single, Like The Movies. We caught up with Nico over Zoom to talk about Like The Movies and the inspiration behind this coming-of-age film. Hey, what's up? Uh, thanks so much for, for joining me. Of course. I love your sweatshirt. Oh, thank you. You know, I actually, not gonna lie, I wore it because I felt like it was like your on brand. Like, <laughs> it, It's very on brand. Yeah, I want I want one. <laughs> you know what? I got it from like Marshalls or something like super. Wait, really? <laughs> yeah, no joke. It was like 10 bucks. <laughs> wow. Awesome. Yeah. Love it. <laughs> uh, so first, I kind of want to start by talking about some of your influences, your past influences, like who you listened to growing up. So pretty uh, eclectic influences from my early childhood through my teens. Um, I'll kind of give like a greatest hits of nice. influences, if, <laughs> if that works. Um, yeah. When I was really young, I loved hip hop music. I was obsessed with hip hop and rap. My first album ever was Coolio, Gangsta's nice. Paradise. Um, but from that whole era, I would say the two most influential, influential kind of hip hop artists were A Tribe Called Quest and then Aesop Rock. So um, that would be kind of my like hip hop influence from early childhood. Then moving into learning piano and writing my own songs, um, which was like middle school. Uh, ben wow, Fultz. middle school. Yeah, yeah. Wow. So I started started taking piano in elementary school, middle school, and uh, Ben Ben Folds was a huge influence on just my songwriting at the time, giving myself the confidence to write my own music and be like, oh, I want to try that. Um, and then moving into high school, uh, hugely influenced by Tegan and Sarah. Um, I saw them in concert live for the first time and I was obsessed with them. Um, and, uh, and then getting kind of more into college years, uh, I would say a huge influence at the time was the Postal Service. Um, and then also artists like Smiths and New Order and The Cure um, started to really, that kind of post-punk era. Uh, and then now to this day, it's like a combination of, you know, all of that. Uh, and then I'm obsessed with new music. So I'm listening to new artists, contemporary artists of mine all the time. But those are, I would say those are the greatest hits, just to top of mind. Hey, yeah. those are some awesome hits right there. You said you wrote, uh, you started writing music in middle school. When did you decide that you wanted to be a musician? I decided I wanted to be a rapper when I was like, eight years old wow uh and then i decided that i wanted to play an instrument as my own tool for writing music when i was i would say 11 wow. 11 or 12 yeah that's so cool so were you in like in school like in middle school were you in like band and choir and stuff i was in choir mm -hmm. um and we had like music class in my middle school, there was band. I wasn't interested at the time. Um, 
But in high school, that's when I started being in bands and I was in chorus or choir for all four years. Um, so that's where I really developed like my singing and my voice, um, but then also playing in different bands, exploring different genres and started producing my own stuff. Yeah, I was going to ask you, when did you start um, getting into production? I would say that was like early high school and that was in GarageBand. Yeah, I was you know, gonna say I did different times in when in high school. Definitely. Yeah. Um, so that was I used something called um Audacity as well to record. Uh this was essentially pre-garage band even. Wow. Um and then there was another like beat making software that I it probably does not exist anymore. Um, but it was called, it was called like Beats Pro or something like that. And you would essentially take pre-selected clips like rhythm clips or, um, you know, synth lines and you would just essentially kind of like early garage band, how it would happen. Um, but I would do that and I would make like hip hop beats with that. <laughs> That's so cool. <laughs> so you wanted to do this forever. Forever. Yeah. <laughs> if Ableton existed at the stage that it does now when I was in high school, I, I mean, it would have been game over. I would have been using it all the time. Um, I know. It's, it's crazy to think about the, the way that like, people are growing up now with yeah. a lot of these, these at their hands. <laughs> For sure. Yeah. You, I mean, even when I was in high school, to get a, something that sounded like, you know, passable, you still pretty much had to go into a studio or mm -hmm. you know hire someone to engineer your vocals that kind of thing or invest in some pretty you know high quality analog gear where now you can honestly get a pretty solid sounding vocal from your voice notes on your iPhone yeah like <laughs> yep it's true yeah it's um it's wild yeah <laughs> Um, I want to talk about your 2019 collab EP, uh, Crush, with The White yeah. Electric. Uh, what can you tell me? Or actually, I guess, how did that collaboration come about? So The White Electric, also known as Daniel O'Rourke, is one of my longtime childhood friends. Um, we were really close when we were younger um, and hung out in high school and then kind of drifted apart college and after. And, and then he... Uh, was in a, a few bands, friends of mine. Um, then he started getting into production like three or four years ago. And he was making these kind of like new disco, future house types of beats and posting them on his Instagram. And I started listening and I was like, these are dope. And um, there was one in particular that he posted that I DM'd him about. And I was like, hey, this is awesome. Like, what are you planning on doing with this? And he said, hey, I was actually wondering if you would want to sing on it. Like, Really? He was like, I kind of made it with you in mind. And I was like, that's wild. Um, yes, I am totally down. So he sent me the beat. Um, I wrote melody and vocals for it. And that song ended up being what is now In the Middle. And that song ended up being signed uh, on a publishing deal with Herdwell and Sony ATV. So it was like... Uh, yeah, I think we have something here that we should explore more. So, so that's where the Crush EP kind of coalesced is we decided to do um, a bunch of more songs uh, it, with this method of him essentially producing, sending it over email, 
me writing vocal and melody and restructuring it, sending them back, and then him polishing it off. Very similar to the Postal Service. I was, just, I was like, that is pretty Postal Service right there. And so we didn't actually have to use the Postal Service. We used Gmail um, and Dropbox. <laughs> yep. But um, yeah, so that's how that all came together. So that was one of the first times that I had released anything probably in the last, you know, 10 years that was not produced by me or like written all like the instrumentation was written by me. So that was a really cool challenge and fun collaboration. Um, and since then it's been really cool. It's kind of opened my, my ears to working with other producers for my voice. And the song nine by nine by 16 seemed to do really well and yeah. people seem to really like it. Can you tell me a little bit about that song? Yeah, so that was the second song that was written for the Crush EP. The first one was Go to Bed. Um, and 9 by 16, Dan sent the track over one morning. I think it was like a Sunday morning. I heard it. I was making breakfast. And I just started singing. Yeah, I'm looking at you. Do you see me? 9 by 16. And then I just sang the rest of the verse. And I was like all right, I'm just going to eat this and go to my room and write this song. And so essentially wrote the whole song that day. Um, the chorus instrumentation was slightly different. It was a lot busier at the time. So like my vocal and the synth lines were really competing. So I sent that over to, to the White Electric and then he just kind of carved out the synth line and instead made it that hooky. Bum, 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 bum. And when he sent that back to me, I was like, this is done. Like, yeah, <laughs> it, was essentially, it was like the bones of it, like the whole, like kind of most of the track was, I would say, 80, 85% done within those first two days. That's um, wild. Very, it's like it's, those songs that are just effortless are always so special. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. Cause the, I mean, there are other songs on, on the EP that took way more time, like way more back and forth that I love, but they're definitely not as like catchy or successful mm -hmm. in a streaming sense. Yeah. And that music video is really cool too. Thank you. Appreciate I love that video, that. especially like in the beginning when it opens. <laughs> so that was the whole concept for the video was I just had this idea of wanting to start in that nine by 16 format and then go widescreen, you know, into real life or mm -hmm. get outside the lines. Um, but I didn't know how it was going to be themed or, or where we were going to shoot it. But I just brought that general concept of like, I want to start like, you know, in this nine by 16 format and get bigger. I brought that to Peter Timberlake, who's the director and he did all the VFX for it. And then we concepted it together. So it was really a cool, cool relationship there. That was really cool. Loved it. Um, all right. Now I want to talk about your brand new song. So I love this song. I think it's so wow. cool. And right. I think like hearing all of your influences, I can totally hear all of that kind of pushed into like one thing. It's definitely different than Crush though. It's a, yeah. it's a different, different vibe. Uh, what are some of the like sonic inspirations that you had for it? Well, thank you uh, for liking the song. I appreciate oh, yeah. it. Um, it's super different than Crush. And it's also pretty different than even some of the other earlier stuff that I've released that I produce. And yeah, it's a really good point. It's like kind of a culmination of a lot of things. 
but I would say the most direct influences um, genre wise, definitely like British post-punk from the late seventies, eighties, um, just the drums alone, the way that they're treated is like that kind of big eighties, not necessarily stadium, but you know, like a big room sound mm-hmm. and there's some new wave with the synth work and everything like that. Um, in terms of kind of direct band influences, I mean, ever since I started listening to the cure and the Smiths in college or so, like I have never stopped. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so this, this song and a lot of the demos that were created around the, the time of this song were when I was listening to a lot of that. Um, I was listening to a lot of beach fossils and wild nothing as well, more current mm-hmm. bands. Um, and what I noticed is like in a lot of the early beach fossils and wild nothing, and even a lot of the early new order, the drums are like, they're all programmed drums. They're not necessarily live drums, even though they kind of sound live. Um, and so all of the demos sound like that for, from this batch, from this batch of songs. Um, but so I would say, yeah, definitely influences were the cure of the Smiths and more contemporary kind of that like beach fossils and, and wild nothing area. This is definitely more pop than those bands, but yep. uh, yeah, it harks back to those for sure. Um, I, I read that you had about like 30 demos or so. Was it hard to like narrow down what kind of sound you wanted to have for this project because you have so many influences and so many different styles? Yeah, uh, it was hard, but fortunately I had help. Um, there's a point when you're working on a song or a set of songs for so long and you kind of lose sight of what's good and what's not. Yeah. Um, or what even is cohesive if you're thinking of a lot of songs. And so I was, I'm lucky enough to have a really great network of collaborators that I feel safe to share stuff with and get, you know, critical, helpful, uh, feedback from. And one of those people is Kyler Hurley, um, who, uh, helped with some of the production. And, um, I sent this and some of those demos over to him. We actually sat together as well. Um, and this was kind of the standout track. He was like this one. He was like, we, you have to move forward with this one just because it kind of grabs you right away. Um, and that synth line that you hear in, in this current version was not there in the demo. Really? So it was, but there was that kind of big pickup drum fill. And so that got Kyler going. Um, yeah, it was, uh, so that synth, that synth fill came in once we kind of went to real production mode. Wow, cool. And so this song kind of is what kind of changed the course for what's coming. Yeah, I, I would say it it kind of set the stage for what the sonic expectation is for the rest of those demos that I chose to move forward with. Cool. Cool. Yeah. And uh, can you explain a little bit about, uh, like the movies, can you explain what it's about? Yes. So at the time of writing this song, I had recently gotten out of, gotten out of a relationship. It's like a short-term thing just a few months, but still long enough to care for someone and create memories together. Um, 
and it just wasn't really working as relationships do and that's usually a source for a lot of inspiration for songwriting um but it was probably you know a month after uh that had ended and i was just kind of reflecting on like you know what was missing from that what am i looking for and i realized that so much of my expectations in a relationship and the type of person that i look for even are kind of or have been influenced by the movies I watched growing up or the shows I watched or even some of the music I listened to and realizing that a lot of those movies shows set really unrealistic expectations because like anything like any movie it there's a Hollywood veneer that's put over it and it's condensed and consolidated and refined to just the highlights and lowlights, but it never shows the minutia of it all. And so I wanted to write a song that um, was essentially a song to myself, but as the listener, you can hear it as this is a song to you, you know? Mm -hmm. um, and the idea is that it's like the verses are all of these almost cinematic moments or scenes and then the chorus is all about asking like you want love like the movies but will you stay until the end even if it's pretend you know so will you will you still be happy with who you're with or with the relationship you have even if it doesn't you know mimic what you've seen growing up in all of these movies or tv shows yeah I mean, it's a gorgeous song. Um, and also it's very, to me, like uh, very visual. Like I can like already like imagine a music video for it. Do you have plans for a music video or any sort of visuals that go along with that? Yes. Nice. Um, so essentially the, the plan was originally to have the music video with this single release. Yeah. And uh, I've been planning on doing it with this, uh, director and editor and um we were going to film it at the beginning of february but uh february 8th i ruptured a disc in my lower back oh yeah um, i actually saw that on your instagram yeah um, how are you feeling as a side note <laughs> i'm feeling really good now okay. um, so i ended up having surgery a month later and so I was completely out of commission for all of February. I couldn't walk essentially wow. for like a few weeks. Just in incredible pain. I would not wish it on anyone. Um, but I had the surgery and then everyone became quarantined. Mm -hmm. You know, everyone had to essentially shelter in place in LA. So by the time that I was, you know, I'm recovering now, ready to shoot this video we can't go anywhere we can't meet up so yes there is a plan for a video there's like a whole storyboard for it there's a whole visual aesthetic that's been set for it um we just have to be able to film it yeah yeah <laughs> so I know. we don't know when that's gonna be yet. yeah i know sometimes i've been inside so long i forget that that's like the reality of like no you can't do that <laughs> like i'm like where's the music know, video like it's like, so easy well how could i do this you know like just solo or like with just one other person there but it's just yeah it's not yeah. gonna happen no 
Yeah, exactly. You can't. Um, I mean, you can, but it wouldn't. Not if you already have the storyboard and you already have the vision, and like you want to see that through. Um, uh, so, what can we expect from uh, in the future from you? So, um, if you like like the movies, then that's good because there are many more coming in that similar sound. Um, there is an album on the way. I yeah. can't, I don't really want to release any more details that's, that's on it. That's okay. That's okay. Um, but yeah, there will be an album. And Sweet. it's, this is like a good entry point into what the rest of the record sounds like. Um, and then, other than that, I mean, honestly, I'm focusing a ton on just like getting better from the surgery. <laughs> My left leg is still like 50% numb, wow. um, which is a crazy thing. But like, I'm going to be doing physical therapy in a few weeks. And um, I mean, my goal is to be able to like play shows again soon. Yeah. Uh, also, you know, coronavirus unrelated, <laughs> yeah, yeah. you know, saying all things are constant from a few months ago. Um, yeah. I mean, like when I play shows, I'm dancing around, I'm running around stage, like definitely am planning on getting back into that groove. Um, and yeah, there'll be a video for like the movies. Um, and that's, I'd say that's like the most immediate things to look, look for. Sweet. Cool. Well, I love it. So I'm excited for, for what's Thank to come. Um, speaking of, uh, I brought up earlier the live streams, at least like Ben Gibbard's live streams. But do you plan on doing any sort of uh, live stream performances or anything while, while you're home? I know, like you said, you can't, you can't be as like crazy fun, but <laughs> yeah, I, I've been considering it and considering how to do it in a way that I would feel is like engaging and is exciting to watch. Um, because with my normal live performance, I have a full band yeah, um, and I really haven't done performances where I am playing an instrument and singing for many years. Um, I kind of made that decision to just like really focus on being the front man for a while. Um, so potentially I just am kind of still thinking about how it would, how it would go. Totally. And if people really would be excited about watching me sing with like backing tracks on Instagram live, like, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, no one's doing anything. So <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, I think the way that I would do it would probably be to, kind of preview some unreleased stuff yeah nice um before i let you go i had one more question uh and when i was reading about you and your music i also saw that you are a founder of uh defi identity right yes uh, uh so can you tell me a little bit more about that i felt like that was really really cool oh thank you yeah so so defi identity is essentially a combination of you know the words defiance and identity um and it's really about standing for how eclectic and beautiful all different identities are, you know, and the way that we made that a physical thing is uh, did a two night event a couple of years back where we had 18 artists from all different types of, of art forms. So dance, music, comedy, spoken word that all came together to kind of just represent themselves, but also represent these different art forms in one sitting. And, and we raised funds for Planned Parenthood 
and Alexandria House, which is a, a local LA-based uh, shelter for uh, homeless women. And I mean, it was like a beautiful experience. But then in the kind of digital sense, it really just stands for a space where people can be themselves and feel safe and feel welcome to express themselves truly and fully and genuinely. Um, so it's been definitely on a little bit of a hiatus just with everything else. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But yeah, it's something that I still feel very passionately about. And hopefully once we're all able to do live stuff again, we'll have another one. But yeah. Cool. Well, I think that's really cool that uh, along with your own music that you're doing that. Uh, so thanks for that. And thank you so it. much again. Uh, this was so fun chatting with you. I appreciate it. Evan, thank you so much for having me on Pop Rocks. I really appreciate it. If you enjoyed this interview, don't forget to check out poprocksbk.com for more. Also, follow us on social media at poprocksbk for some behind-the-scenes content and learn about some more up-and-coming artists.